Welcome everyone to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well. I hope that you had a great holiday season. I hope you were able to spend time with family and loved ones, that Christmas was good, you got lots of gifts and were spoiled, or whatever you celebrate. I hope that all of it was enjoyable, that you were able to have a safe and happy holiday season. That's wrapping up. New Year's is around the corner, but it's not like I do any sort of partying. I'll be in bed by 9 o'clock. I'm very happy about that, and it's just another night for me. With that said, 2022 was a fantastic year for wrestling. I mean, we had so many great matches, so many great moments on a major level, on an independent level. So this week on the podcast, I am joined by Spencer Love from Love Wrestling. You're familiar with Spencer. He's been on the podcast before. He does some fantastic work in Alberta with Love Wrestling. They put on some absolute banger cards and have been doing so for the whole year. So he joins me. We talk about some of our favorite matches, favorite wrestlers on the major major level, you know, all the AEW, WWE, all that sort of stuff. But then we talk about what is near and dear to both of us, and that's the independence here in Canada. So we talk about some of our favorite matches. We talk about who we thought had breakout years this year, and we also talk about who we think are primed for big 2023s. So, without further ado on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, it's the Year in Review episode with Spencer Love. Spencer, I appreciate you joining me for this Year in Review. How are things going? And things are great. I've really got no complaints. It's been relatively mild here as far as it goes for the old Canadian winter in Edmonton. Last couple days have been tough, but it's been really good up until now. It's winding down the year. I really love the holiday season. It's going to be a really, really uh, just a good holiday. It's going to mm-hmm. be really nice. Like we were talking before we started recording, it's been a bit odd not planning a show for this month because like... Yeah what a not bad weight but what a weight that is off of a plane when we <laughs> when when we get down to it so it's been good man i can't complain thanks for having me on again well i appreciate it you know we were going to talk you know just a little bit about the past year and wrestling on the national and independent levels before we get started i mean you have had a hell of a year with everything you've been doing with love pro wrestling Thank you. I really appreciate it, man. And I'm very, very proud of what we've been able to accomplish. I think our matches have been great. We're very lucky to run at the rec room because, man, I think they've provided, excuse me, such a cool environment for us, a very Mm -hmm. unique environment to what uh, maybe other places are doing. So it's been all around just a blast. We're putting on great professional wrestling with great people. And like, what else can you really ask out of life? It's been a blast. Like yesterday, we were out doing the punk rock flea market here in Mm -hmm. Edmonton, which just getting out and getting into the community and doing stuff like that through professional wrestling has been another nice little side bonus to it too. So I appreciate it, man. I always see you in the comments too. So like, thanks for tuning in. It's always a blast. <laughs> I always try to, I always try to show support and do whatever I can because you guys are killing out there. I love to see it. So it's, thanks, uh, man. It's, it's good. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know what? I'm very biased, but I would agree. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Bias is okay on this podcast. So, you know, pump your own tires. I'll pump them too. And like, you know, might as well show some support. 
Works great for me, man. Works great. <laughs> we were going to talk about the past year in wrestling. And I mean, it's been a great year all in all, whether it's on the national level with, you know, pro- uh, major promotions, independent levels been absolutely on fire. We'll start with the national level just to get that out of the way and we can focus on the independents. Um, this year, I mean, there was so many incredible matches from top to bottom. We had some fantastic feuds, some fantastic performers. I wanted to ask you just about some of your favorites. You know, what was your favorite feud this year? Favorite storyline even, we'll say. I was going to say, like, a lot of the stuff for me, the two big storylines that I really look to this year as far as my favorites, obviously you got to love what Sami Zayn and the Bloodline are doing. Mm -hmm. I think that every time maybe there's been a bit of a dip in what uh, the Bloodline's done, you know, I think a lot of people thought they were cooling off a little bit before Solo Sokoa came in. Mm -hmm. He was a huge bump up for him again and already a real cool stable. And then Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn. Like, Mm -hmm. that's all that needs to be said there. Um, But for me, and I think... I think a lot got lost after everything that happened with Brawl Out, at least mm-hmm. personally, how cool CM Punk's run really was at points for AEW. Because mm-hmm. for me, the feud of the year, uh, CM Punk and MJF. Yeah. I just thought it was unbelievable from a lot of different aspects. You know, you, you've you got the emotion with it, that promo where he pulls out the picture at the end and just you see Max's heart break. Every little point of that feud, I think for me, um, was fantastic. I was losing it in my kitchen when uh cm punk came out uh, a fire inside again mm-hmm. lost it because again just the tiebacks that were a part of that feud I, I i really really loved it and i think that and and not rightfully so in some ways but that's really the best phrase i've got rightfully so something got lost with everything that happened following when brawl yeah. out yada yada but it was just an incredible piece of professional wrestling from every point of it, as far as I'm concerned. Wardlow came out of that looking like a star. Every <laughs> part of his involvement was great, too. Um, yeah, I, I just thought it was really, really a perfectly told story. It's disappointing in a sense with how Brawl Out happened, uh, just how it took away from so much. And it almost took a few months for them just to get back on their feet. You know, like you could tell something was missing. The overall vibe seemed off. Like that's how, what I gathered. It just didn't feel the same. It I think so up, too. It picked up later on, but it it definitely took something away from everything AEW was doing. I think so too. And I think you're going to have natural dips in a lot of professional wrestling mm-hmm. promotions. There's the times that it's best times that it's worst. Um, that was a very uh, unnatural <laughs> dip for lack <laughs> of a better phrase for of course, everything that happened afterwards. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, it was, it was perfectly told for me. I loved it. Like even from everything, their first match together being CM Punk's first loss in AEW. Mm-hmm. Right. It was a huge moment and they continued to build, continued to build. It's pretty funny because like my two favorite matches of the year were like dog collar matches, (laughs) (laughs) which nothing against them. But like if you and I were to sit down at the start of the year and be like, what do you think is going to be the coolest stipulation of the year? A dog collar match again. Like I would not have put my money on that one, man. Not a chance. (laughs) And it's funny because when I was doing my list and I'm thinking, I'm like the favorite, my favorite feud of the year. And the only one I could come up with that really took this, took a hold of that label was the Sami Zayn bloodline storyline. Right. And even then it's not a feud yet, but you can even just feel that it's about to get bigger. Cause I've, you know, I'm, I don't know if you're in the same boat, but I've told pretty well everyone. I think that the, the silliest thing that anyone could ever do ever is not have Sami Zayn wrestle Roman Reigns in Montreal. Mm -hmm. That's going to be just massive. 
the fact that they could put something like this together and I had almost completely checked out of watching WWE. You know, it just, it wasn't my cup of tea. And then this started happening. You're seeing Sami Zayn be a part of it and everything. And then it's like, okay, this is interesting. Let's see where they're going. And it just kept picking up steam. And the way the crowd reactions, the, you know, the feel not oozy feeling and all of that. And just (laughs) the laughter holding all of that. I was going to say making everybody just lose it. Yeah. Lose it. Because that was that that specific moment. Like, do you remember how just deadly serious it was prior to that? Yeah, it was, you know, it was it was deadly serious. Yeah, it was serious business. And then that happened and it was like, okay, hold on. They're going to have some fun with this. And it it picked up even more. A minute and a half. They couldn't even put Solo (laughs) Sokoa on screen anymore. It was outstanding. Just out, outstanding. And like you said, it, it hasn't even built to the feud yet. Whether you get, you know, Sammy and Roman or Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos. I mean, there's so much potential there and I'm, I'm excited to see it. I hope we get a Sammy Zayn Roman Reigns match in Montreal. That would be uh, fantastic. I hope so. I'm, I'm really, really hoping I'm pretty well sure knock on wood that I'm going out for the show and mm-hmm. I will just, I will, I, I will cry. I am already prepping myself. <laughs> when it comes to, you know, tag teams of the year we'll go with this one first we'll save the wrestlers and match for the end but for tag teams this year i mean we had some fantastic matches you mentioned the doll collar match i feel like i can guess which way you're going to go with this but who really stood out to you as a tag team it, it has to be ftr doesn't it it really really has to be um and even just purely for the fact that they did everything across the world Mm-hmm. You know, I think that you could point at the Usos very, very easily. Mm-hmm. Everything they've done, and of course, because of their contract, by no fault of their own, but like everything they did was limited to WWE, mm-hmm. right? It's not as though they've had a thriving tag team scene over the last little bit because of simply the views of someone who was previously in charge. Yeah. Um, I think that it's going to be great in 2023 to see what happens on that end of things. You see what's happening with the Viking Raiders already, mm-hmm. whether really gimmicky quote unquote stuff is for you. I really like what they're doing so far, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's got to be FTR. They're ring of honor tag team champions. They're the triple a tag team champions They're the new Japan tag team champions. Like the only discredit to them, or I guess checklist uh, box unchecked is the AEW tag titles. And even then, like how often has it been a complaint that they just haven't had the opportunity for that match quite yet mm-hmm. until their match against the acclaimed. And even then the match, it was an incredible match. I mean, it, yeah, it, it blew away expectations. And I thought the finish was incredible. You betcha. Oh my God. The acclaimed could certainly be in that conversation as well, too. I really think so. When you're talking like most popular tag teams, like easy, uh, a one in one a situation mm-hmm. with those two teams, right? It's baffling to me how, how just how right they've done with the acclaimed. I don't have another more eloquent way to put it. Like they are really, if it, they're really the first like homegrown AEW stars, arguably. Mm-hmm. Even and, a guy like Darby uh, Allen was relatively well known on the independence yeah. prior to AEW, right? So not a knock against them, just lots of love. I hadn't heard of the acclaimed prior to all elite. No, I just hadn't. For all intents and purposes, I mean they are the first homegrown champions in AEW. And yep. 
with what they did this year, it really stood out to me that like they were my pick for tag team this year. And it, a lot of it has to do with how far they came as two singles wrestlers being packaged together. And it just grew from dark and dark elevation where, okay. And shout out to Billy Gunn. Oh, Billy Gunn was a huge <laughs> addition to that because I mean, watching all out and the crowd, you know, with their, Oh, scissor me daddy chance. I mean, the acclaim- it's wonderful. Yeah. It's the- just wonderful. Pro wrestling has got so much room for ridiculous. You know what I mean? And, and it's ridiculous in every sense of the word. We're- ridiculously cool. Ridiculously funny. Just ridiculous. You can't take wrestling too serious. And like, this is one of those things where it's like, enjoy it because it was so organic how the reaction grew and no. just the chance and everything like they were my pick i mean they aren't the best technically in the ring they by no means are they even then they put on some bangers like have. that match against swerve in our glory the couple i guess but mm-hmm. oh my god tore the house down i like mm-hmm. the first one i think more than i like the second yes 100 percent. I, I just personal taste but like again one a and one or one and one a yeah, like to me, they aren't the same ring wise as an FTR, but they can still go out there and deliver and have great matches. And that's why, like, I I took them as my pick. I love FTR, but for me, the fact that they were homegrown, the crowd reactions, and just everything around them, it just it solidified it for me. Now, if this was Twitter, our differing opinions would just like we would hate each other right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. And then you'd get you know Johnny six seven four one two chiming in and offering what about his two cents. Yeah. And, and all three of us are to hate each other. <laughs> and I'll I'll take any heat any listeners want to give me for this. Uh, I uh, it's you know we're talking favorites. If they don't like it, let me know who your favorite is and make a case for it. Well done. That was a nice little nugget there. <laughs> that one in. <laughs> um, when it comes to matches of the year. I mean, we, I keep a list of all the matches that stood out to me and I'll try, I try to go back to rewatch all of them, you know? Yeah. For me, I, I love trios matches. So the trios titles, it is very much my jam. This best of seven tournament. I was just going to say you're watching every week. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm on a high, a high every night that there's a match. So my pick for the match of the year although it might not be best technically was the elite versus the United empire. Good call. The trios. Good call. Everything about that match. You're having the first interactions with Kenny and will the storyline of Kenny, not fully being a hundred percent, you know, and just, yeah, it worked in so many ways for me. You had all of the high spots. You had the incredible tag team wrestling with Aussie open and the young bucks. And I was just after, First time I watched it, I loved it. I rewatched it. I loved it just as much. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I tried to limit mine because I know you and I are probably going to go back and forth on this one. So I tried to limit mine to a bit of a top five Mm -hmm. just because it's wrestling. You and I are going to be, oh, yeah, that one. Oh, yeah. For a while. Um, So quite genuinely, like two of my top five are are dog collar matches, Mm -hmm. which is so cool. Punk and MJF, I thought was just uh, I'm going to sound like a bit of a douchebag here, but like a, a masterpiece. I really mm-hmm. have no other way to put it. That's one of the best matches I've watched in years. Mm-hmm. And again, everything that goes into a match, I think it's not just a match itself, but you know, every bit of that feud played into that match. Mm-hmm. And that's so cool. Uh, and then the Briscoes and FTR at final battle. Again, that was just an unbelievably good match. 
Um, that whole trilogy was fantastic. And it's one of them that you just sort of think to yourself, how can they top this? And they topped it every single time. So, so that'd be number two, I suppose. Um, I really loved Rock Lesnar and Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Yeah. I loved it. Again, pro wrestling's got a lot of room for ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And they went out there and they beat the hell out of each other. But they also used like a tractor to topple a ring. What? (laughs) It it took me a second to remember that that was the one with the tractor. And that's the thing. And and take it or leave it, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns have certainly had some matches that were not my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. Um, But this was, I think, if not the best one of the top two Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar matches. Mm-hmm. It was so great. I will always hold a soft spot for their first WrestleMania match. Like to me, that one will That's always... the other one for me. Yeah, like that's one I could always go back and rewatch. So, I mean, I still have time for these two. I know a lot of people, they... They, it'll be nonstop complaints about it, but the two work well together in the ring. They can tell an incredible story. So anytime yeah. they get matched up, I'm I'm good for it. You know, like I'm always in. Do. Yeah, I'm always in. I'm always in for Brock Lesnar, though. Like I'm an absolute yeah. Brock Lesnar mark. Um, and one of my matches as well that potentially has the opponent of Brock Lesnar in it for WrestleMania. Uh, Gunther, Gunther oh. versus Sheamus. Yes. Uh, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like, again, my favorite matches are where people just go out there and kick each other's asses. Mm-hmm. They they really are. And they just beat the hell out of each other. Uh, I also love me a good partisan crowd. Like, my two favorite matches of all time are Punk Cena at, at Money in the Bank mm-hmm. and then Joe versus Kobashi. Oh. And very clear partisan crowds. Yeah. Right? I think that plays so much into a match. And, and this was certainly one of the cases uh, of that. And then you got to give a shout out to Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins at uh, Hell in a Cell. I that, really that was the one Cody was hurt for, right? With the yeah. the peck tear, yeah, yep. And admittedly, so the first time I watched it, I hated it. Mm-hmm. I watched it with a couple of my friends at my place, and we were watching it, and quite literally, just like everything that happened, um, we were just cringing at in a way that I've never cringed at wrestling before. But what a match when you go back and rewatch it. I have to, uh, I definitely have to give a shout out to a couple more, um, which are, like you said, it's completely counter to what you, you rattled <laughs> off, but it's, that's what makes wrestling so great. It's like, that's exactly it, right? There's so much room for every kind of pro wrestling. It's a buffet, man. You can pick and choose what you would like and you can just have it and at I mean, any like, time. I, I have the utmost respect for CM Punk and MJF and it's like, yeah, I like the matches, but like they're not in my top five. But it doesn't mean that the matches aren't incredible. They are, but to me, it's just they don't hold that same spot. And I think yeah. sometimes it gets lost in like debating wrestling. It's like we're allowed to all have different viewpoints and have favorites. And it's important. Exactly. To do that. Exactly. I, I've never understood the whole like we were even talking earlier on Twitter, like let someone have an opinion. It's completely fine to not yeah. like a professional wrestler or their match or whatever it might be. But like, don't be a dick about it. To exactly. What other people may like, or if they did enjoy that, mm-hmm. it's not hard. It's really not that hard. Like one of my favorites this year, besides the, the trios match was uh, Moxley and Tom Lawler down in defy. It's great one, call. One that probably doesn't get enough recognition, but it is just a fantastic match. 
the storytelling, the way it was filmed and just seeing, you know, Moxie land a shot and blood and sweat just splatter off of Tom's face. I mean, it was a work of art. I, I loved it. And it's absolutely to have like one of the top independents be able to put on a match like that. I mean, it's a huge kudos to them. Oh man, you've got to just give a shout out to defy what they've been able to do like throughout their history, obviously, but over the last year, over the last couple of years, just coming back in a big way mm-hmm. out of the pandemic. And even for me, uh, the best is yet to come. Like Randy Myers is back. Travis mm-hmm. Williams is down there. Judas Icarus is down mm-hmm. there. All of the individuals that weren't able to be down there, obviously for good reason with the border situation and, mm-hmm. and all of that sort of stuff. It's so cool to me that they're able to be down there and showcased in yet like yet another great environment, which is, you know, we'll talk about later, but Western Canada, kudos to the Pacific Northwest. It's an exciting time. to. I I haven't been able to watch the most recent show yet, but I know the one from last month uh, that had Liza Hall and Vert Vixen on it. And, um, you know, the return of Randy Myers, I mean, just seeing, all of that, how it played out with, you know, Travis Williams and Judas Icarus show up and just seeing this influx of the Pacific Northwest infiltrating in there. I mean, on the last show you had Cat Power and Vert Vixen face off, you know? So, I mean, right? to me, like, yes, I love seeing that. I love seeing them succeed. It is incredible and huge for wrestling. Massive. Absolutely massive. Great shout on that. Moxley mm-hmm. is like, he's got to be on everybody's short list of wrestler of the year. He really has to be. That guy's just incredible. The uh, It's funny because when we'll jump to wrestler of the year right away, but I, I want to give a shout out to one match I saw live that is up on IWTV. It's an in the, like, it's a local promotion, but it's up on there. And because I don't think many people would ever come across it. Like I encourage you to go search it. And it was Kevin Koo who had an incredible year and he faced off with someone who I considered putting in my wrestler of the year spot. And that's speedball Mike Bailey. The oh. two of them had an incredible match. The They went all out in it. And I mean, I just loved every second of it. And Kevin Koo is incredible in the ring. Speedball Mike Bailey, if you go on to cage match, and I, I encourage everyone listening to do so, look at who he wrestled this year. And each match, it's a four star, four and a half, five star incredible mind-blowing like it is it is very easy again he was on my short list as well too mm-hmm. um speedball is just incredible like it's it's going to be the match everybody's going to be talking about and rightfully so for the foreseeable future but like that alexander match that 60 minute mm-hmm. was bonkers mm-hmm. bonkers not a lot of professional wrestling fans and i mean this in the kindest of ways because it goes for not just pro wrestling entertainment fans mm-hmm. like an hour of time is a lot to ask of people yeah. in the fast paced i can't be any more cliche but the fast paced that entertainment moves at now yeah for them to be able to sit there and have an uninterrupted 60 minute match that everybody's invested in the full way through is unbelievable mm-hmm. and that match was fantastic in a day and age where you know TikTok is minute videos, there's reels, there's Instagram Vine blew stories. up at six seconds for a video, right? Yeah. Like what? So I mean, to have a day and age of that for two guys to be able to go out there put on a sixty minute match, I mean, that's a huge kudos, and to keep everyone invested, right? They're unbelievable, unbelievable. Josh has got to be in that conversation as well, too, right? Mm-hmm. 
like it's you almost I, I wish that I could do like a Canadian wrestler of the year alone just to recognize how <laughs> incredible like the wrestlers that have come out of here have been this year it's been fantastic Josh Alexander he actually just did an interview with Chris Van Vliet and he put out his Canadian Mount Rushmore I don't want to misspeak I know Christian was on it mm-hmm. Sammy Zayn was on it and then I think it was Breton Owen Okay, but I could be completely wrong on that. But it's pretty insane. Like, look at the people you're leaving off: mm-hmm. Edge, Trish Stratus, Kevin Owens. Like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's remarkable the amount of talent that has come out of this incredible country. So, we rock, we rock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Spencer, favorite wrestler this year. Who do you got? And give me your wise. My favorite wrestler this year was Sami Zayn. Yeah. Like favorite wrestler this year was Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really don't think you're going to find a guy right now who is a better blend of entertainment and just sheer great wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like even prior to all of this, his match against uh, Johnny Knoxville was like the highlight of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens had the two best matches at WrestleMania this year. One was against Stone Cold Steve Austin and one was against Johnny Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Which I think just it summarizes the greatness of pro wrestling in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just the, this entire run with the bloodline, I really think he got right to this point when he came back and made that entrance in Montreal with that uh, fatal four-way, fatal five-way, um, where he got written off, came back, everybody thought he was going to win, and then Baron Corbin, mm-hmm. I think it was, became like the number one contender for the IC. I think that was the match. Mm-hmm. Or I could be completely wrong and you're going to get just blown up in the comments for what an idiot you had on the show. (laughs) That is what it is. Um, But he's just been on, I think, another level, Mm. a real other level as far as professional wrestling goes. Uh, Mox is on that short list for me. Mm. I think Danielson's on that short list for me, even with being injured for a couple of months. That guy is just he's. He's as close to the greatest of all time as I think is actively wrestling right now. Cause no mm-hmm. one's ever going to beat Bret Hart for me. It's going to take something insane, mm-hmm. but uh, like he's, he's as close as it gets for me. Um, and then yeah, speedball, Mike Bailey. I think the guy's just been otherworldly as far as his wrestling matches go. I really do. I had walks at the top of my list and it was, it was tough. You know, it was between him and speedball just, the year Speedball had, the matches he put on. I mean, WrestleMania weekend, it seemed like it was banger after banger on a half dozen. On like the matches. same day. Yeah. <laughs> like the guys wrestling at like noon, three and six. So Speedball was right up there. But the year Mox had, I mean, I went back just to look at who he faced off. And I mean, you had Punk, Hangman, Penta, MJF, Takeshita, Lawler, Jericho, Tanahashi. I mean... That is like a murderer's row of competitors and and beat them and beat them all. That's yeah. the thing too. It's like that guy's maybe lost like four matches. Mm-hmm. So it's just it was nonstop. The way that you know with Punk that when Punk went down with his injury, and he was able to almost like put the company on his back throughout the summer. You know, like that was huge yeah. for him. And I mean, he's still going strong. It's it's remarkable. Like the guy is just like a steam engine chugging through and it's he's going full bore he's really like nothing else in professional wrestling right now mm-hmm. he he really isn't because like i mean this in the best 
most complimentary way. That guy needs to change absolutely nothing, whether he's a face, whether he's a heel. He just Mm -hmm. needs to like change the guy he's angry at. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the best kind of professional wrestler, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Like staying true to your character. Kevin Owens is another great example of that. It's like his motivation never changes he's just the same guy he's just choosing to kick someone else's ass you know what i mean it's like all of this stuff with hangman page versus prior when he was running up against punk Mm -hmm. like same guy completely same character quote Mm -hmm. unquote just different guy and the reactions are completely different Mm -hmm. it's it's a testament to them as performers that they are able to do something like this without straying too far from who they are and I think yeah. it's it, the crowd notices it. I think there's almost a little bit more respect for it, if you will, you know. So yeah, it's it a, just it feels it feels authentic. Yes, that's what I'm kind of looking for. So no, I had mocks up there too, and it was a hell of a year, and I'm excited to see what holds form in 2023. You know, there's going to be the Hangman feud, which they're kind of building to that, and it'll be curious as to if he stays with the Blackpool Combat Club, what they're going to do with that. I mean, there's so many unanswered questions, so it's kind of exciting. It's really the first time that there's been, like, question marks, for lack of a better way to put it, Mm -hmm. because he's always been, for the most part, in some sort of championship feud. Mm -hmm. Because even when he wasn't going for the world championship, he was tagging with Eddie Kingston and sort of aligned with him, right? So... Mm -hmm um other than that it's really been world titles mm-hmm. really has been so um really excited to see where he goes i wonder if he's going to lean into more of a heel side of things and and start to go after some of the guys because there are a lot of people he really hasn't wrestled in in uh all elite right so mm-hmm. i'd be excited to see where he goes with that mm-hmm. he's just such a stud he's great yeah and it's funny you compare <laughs> that with dean ambrose towards the end of the ambrose character and it's just it's night and day. You know, you can see the yep. happiness in his face. So he hasn't been to a doctor's office on screen in years, which is pretty <laughs> great. <laughs> now, I wanted to keep it relatively short. I mean, for the more of the major promotion stuff, I could have, you know, ripped off the observer and rattled off, you know, the <laughs> 50 or so questions, but we this would be a five hour podcast. I wanted to make sure we touched on something that I know we both hold dear to ourselves, and that's the independent scene up here in Canada. You betcha. You betcha. I, I will start off with Breakthrough Wrestler, because, I mean, this year we've been able to see so many incredible wrestlers step it up. And I was wondering who you really thought had a breakthrough year. It's going to sound, and it is kind of a cop-out, but I really think that just Western Canada as a whole has broken out in a whole new way. Mm-hmm. I really do. You've always seen a few wrestlers travel across the border and go and, you know, do BOLA or go and travel to the UK or whatever it may be. Um, it's never been an issue of talent up here. It's just very cool for me that, you know, whether it be because I think promotions are putting more efforts into putting stuff on YouTube and making it easily accessible or streaming on an IWTV or a fighter on Twitch or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Um, it's it's never been a lack of talent. It's just been a lack of accessibility, I think. So uh, you look at people from Alberta that have gone down and wrestled for places like SOS and gone out and wrestled in BC consistently for your mm-hmm. NEWs and 365 and WrestleCore and Boom and the myriad of promotions doing an excellent job out there or Winnipeg Pro or, you know, it's, it's pretty cool for me that you can say that about a ton of individuals from every province. Mm-hmm. 
You know, we mentioned Defy earlier, like they are, I think, what a lot of people consider one of, if not the standard bearers for not just Canada, not just the Pacific Northwest, excuse me, but like the world as far as indie wrestling goes. And for so many talents from the PNW, from BC, from Alberta going down and wrestling there consistently, it's huge. It's really, really hard to limit it to one or even just a few people. Mm -hmm. And that is such a cool thing to be able to say, because again, not for a lack of talent. I think that uh, this is really the most you've been able to see of that in a long, long time. I know I'm very thankful whenever a promotion will put matches up on YouTube because it's it's twofold. It allows me to be able to research a little bit more when I have a guest on. And second, it, you're being able to see a complete different outlook. You know, you're seeing different promotion, different matches, the way the crowd is reacting to everything out there. You're able to see yeah. what works, what doesn't from a different set of eyes. So for me being able, like whether it's when love pro puts up a match or any W or any of the, you know, ones that are thankfully using, you know, YouTube to their advantage, it is such a great tool for fans, for people doing podcasts or any, or content creating. So I'm very thankful for that. Man, I appreciate that. And I think that the coolest thing for me is that you look at any of the products that you just mentioned there and all of them look very different, but Mm -hmm. they're all great in their own ways, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I I think that what we've got going is fantastic. I love what Gavin and Thomas and Dustin and all of our production team have been able to do on our side of things. You look at NEW, I I don't know who edits anywhere else. I'm, I'm, I, clip everything for me and i know the people who run our stuff (laughs) everywhere else man like it's just it's it's incredible the quality getting out there too you know there's a lot of times you would have seen 10 15 20 years ago where it's like hopefully filmed on like a potato of a cell phone yeah just because that's what's available at the time right Mm -hmm. i know you and i have probably gone back and watched a lot of matches where we're like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, so many. <laughs> and it's it's very cool that I think Canadian wrestling and Western Canadian wrestling as a whole is just that accessible now, too. Mm. Because I, I would have to guess that that's how some wrestlers have earned their opportunities, having high-quality footage checked out, right? So, I don't know. There's a lot of assumption there, but I'd, I'd have to guess. Now, I watch great looking wrestling. <laughs> I I didn't cop out and I did pick someone, but it was tough. <laughs> I, I, it was tough. And I know the person I picked, you were very familiar with. I thought Taryn from accounting had an incredible year this year. Um, you betcha. She, she wrestled for Winnipeg Pro Wrestling, facing off with Jody Threat this year. And I know that she also faced off against Jody, uh, Jody Threat at uh, Love Pro, getting uh, yep. getting her win back there dipping down to defy wrestling there everything that she's done with the clandestine society i mean it has been incredible watching her grow and really make a name for herself in professional wrestling man i have i have nothing but excellent things to say about taryn from accounting i really do uh personally and professionally she is just the best Mm -hmm. there really isn't another way to put it Yesterday, she's coming out, hanging out at a punk rock flea market to help promote professional wrestling in Alberta. Like you said, even outside of, you know, me think she's a great human being, what she's been able to do across the entirety of the Pacific Northwest has been absolutely nuts. 
PWI 150 ranked. She was the longest reigning love pro wrestling challenge champion of all time. And like you mentioned, man, there's, there's too many promotions to list as far as it goes where she's wrestled elsewhere. So mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't be more proud of her. I mm-hmm. really couldn't be Taryn, Taryn friggin' rocks. She she's incredible. And I'm very excited for what 2023 holds for her. I, I see nothing but onward and upward and I'm very stoked for her. You and I both, man, you and I both. Um, I wanted to save matches for last. I wanted to talk about the upcoming year and who you think might be able to uh, take it to the next level. Um, There are a few people who would immediately come to mind, I think. Uh, Son of Irish, I think, had a great year for us. Mm-hmm. That kid is just unbelievable for how young he is. And I think he's poised to have a huge 2023, um, whether with love pro wrestling or otherwise, I know it's a huge goal of his to start wrestling a little bit more outside of the province, get to wrestle in some different promotions, some different provinces, some different States, hopefully. Um, so I, I think he's poised for a big year. I think that Zoe Sager had an unbelievable 2022 and she's just, she's, 23, which is pretty nuts considering the opportunities that she's had. Again, like you talk with Taryn from accounting earlier, like whether with Love Pro Wrestling or otherwise, she's done some incredible things, mm-hmm. whether us, NEW, anything in between. Um, got a lot of time for Zoe on that. I think that Jack Pride, he's going to have a huge year. I'm really excited to see what happens with him and TJ Cannon and Mars. I think that that's going to have a really, really cool dynamic to it. Pending what happens there um it's just it's jack pride you never know which side's going to come out <laughs> jack is one of the most creative people in wrestling yeah one uh, of my one of, he, he's just it's 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 been really really cool for me to watch him through love pro wrestling for the last mm-hmm. year um he's just a stud mm-hmm. and i think that the the he set a great foundation for a great 2023 mm-hmm that's the best way that I can put it because every opportunity he's had, he's hit it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nailed it out of the park. Uh, so the man of two minds, there are a lot though. Like mm-hmm. you can continue to say a Travis Williams an Elliot Tyler, a Judas Icarus. I think you look to Ontario and we were privileged to have Mark Wheeler and Taylor rising here a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to continue to do bigger and better. And like, you look at the rads, you look at state of emergency. Like I could go on and name, 500 people to be honest with you Mm -hmm. and all of them have already gone on and done great things and the coolest thing is i think for a lot of them it's the foundation for greater things in 2023 i really really do i really i'm I'm firmly of the belief that we're going to break out in a big way as just a country where people are talking about brit rest or anything of that like i think you're going to be talking about canadian wrestling in a big way in 2023 a lot of the names you've mentioned have put such a mark on wrestling and it's been incredible to see. And I, I, one of the things is like with doing topics like this, I, it was not to ever limit or um, not recognize people because. Oh I, no, you just know me. I like to ramble. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want anyone listening to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They didn't say me, but it's just, it's so hard to name everyone because there's, you know, dozens of people that i would love to be able to be like you have to watch this person and this person and this person i've said it on so many podcasts that i've hopped on where it's like once you start naming one or two people you have to name everybody yeah. because really it, it, it just 
that's the cool thing is everybody's just so wildly different. I mentioned earlier, like pro wrestling is a buffet and there's so many just unique, great professional wrestlers in Canada right now Mm -hmm. of every variety. You want to talk about luchadors. You want to talk about, you know, you're just absolute killers. You want to talk about your shoot style wrestlers, whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. you're going to find it. You're going to find it. And it's, it's really cool. Well, what I was doing this because I wanted to, there's a lot of wrestlers that I already think have, you know, done incredible things. And I was trying to think like, who's there on the cusp and you're just waiting and you see it and it's going to happen. And there were two names that really stood out to me. One was a name you mentioned, and that's TJ Cannon. I think with, he's really putting himself out there. You're seeing that he's wrestled through the Western half of Canada and he, you can tell he wants to keep going. He wants to move and go out East and to wrestle in Ontario and wrestle past there. So the fact alone that he's willing to, you know, go out there and he's hungry and he's looking for those opportunities. I think that's a huge Testament to himself. And the kid is talented in the ring, like without a doubt. Oh man. Is he ever, is he ever, I think um, because him and I and Mars actually were having a conversation. And uh, I think those two, And I can't remember where they were from, so I could get fact-checked. But they wrestled 130-something matches apiece last year, which is absolutely nuts, Mm -hmm. but makes sense. Like, you see them popping up everywhere, the both of them. Um, That's unbelievable. And they're both so young. They're both so hungry. It's a great combination. I know from talking to them that they, I know they wrestled Love Pro on a Thursday night, I think, and then the next day they were next morning they were driving to winnipeg to wrestle a show here so oh yeah they they had to leave ring and i will also say like they helped out on ring crew until they (laughs) had to leave right like they just they've they've got a lot of talent and they've got a lot of care and i think Mm -hmm. that care is very important in professional wrestling about taking care of your opponent about taking care of your environment about taking whatever it might be Mm -hmm. like they've just got a high level of of Give an F-U-C-K. <laughs> well, I had TJ on the list. And then I also had Chisel Chad Daniels on the list. Uh, he's from Winnipeg. He's wrestled with CWE. And what's really stood out to me is his work with Winnipeg Pro Wrestling. Uh, been more of a heel there. And the cocky sort of uh, don't give an F attitude with him as Chisel Chad Daniels. It is incredible <laughs> to watch. I have all the time in the world for a cocky heel and he plays it perfectly aligning with AJ Sanchez with Winnipeg pro a perfect combination. So it's great seeing that. And I know last year he competed on the, the Jacques Rougeau uh, wrestle Academy um, oh, cool. competition. And I think he's back again this year. There's a lot more names that seem to be announced for it, Yeah, but it's uh, it's great to see him you know, taking the chance, going for that opportunity. And I really want to see big things for him. That's very cool. I feel like there's a very strong, like Western Canadian presence on that end this year. Mm -hmm. I really do. Just from seeing people like pop up on Facebook and all of that sort of stuff. It's very cool to see. Mm -hmm. Cool. I'll have to check him out a little bit more. Yeah. His, uh, he had a great match with Bobby Shink at the last Winnipeg pro show. So it was uh, a lot of fun watching those two go at it. I really enjoy me some Bobby Shink. (laughs) I really, really do. You you can't go wrong with sweet sweet Bobby Shake. So <laughs> never never man. All right, and now for some of the like top matches in 
Western Canada for me this year, it was tough picking just a couple because there's been so many incredible ones. And I felt I, I picked two and it was tough because I didn't want to, I had to kind of steer away from Love Pro because I was like, I can't pick it just because I don't want to think I'm blowing smoke up Spencer's ass. So, it's well, that's not- okay because I picked I picked two from Love Pro, so we're good to go. <laughs> so it was one of those things where it's not that I don't want to give you credit because Love Pro's done incredible things this year, put on some fantastic matches, but I'm like, I can't see make it seem like I'm just you know blowing smoke. So. <laughs> Don't oh. worry. I only picked I only picked two from Love Pro. Okay, that works. I didn't want to have to because same sort of thing. I could go through every promotion, especially in Western Canada, if that's what we're keeping it to. Mm-hmm. Like, you can point to some bangers everywhere. We're really <sighs> blessed as a country right now. We really, really are. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's funny because when I was talking to Ava Lawless, it was I, I mentioned how great Western Canada was, and she was like, "Yeah, Eastern Canada too." And I'm thinking, I'm like. Well, I mean, I only have so much time for this podcast, so I have to stick to Western Canada. Fair enough. We'll do we'll do a two-parter next year. We can plan ahead for that one. Okay, so we're going to try to start branching out to Eastern Canada more. So promotions, wrestlers, you know, like let's let's start talking. There we go. We'll start. We'll we're what is it? The manifesting? Is that the word I keep seeing we're, on Instagram? We're manifesting. We're manifesting this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now we can go back and forth we can do one each until uh we get our two each so uh if you want to go first what was one of yours um one of them for me and and both of them just outside of just being great matches uh were matches that i think were really really important to just love pro wrestling as a whole mm-hmm. um we're really lucky in the same sense that i think we've put on something like 78 matches total Ooh. Like between all of our shows, between that one we did for the Sherwood Park Crusaders, mm-hmm. we put on 78. And I could give you a reason that there were 78 great matches. Mm-hmm. So outside of just being great matches, there were a couple that I thought were just really important for us too. And that's what I sort of gravitated to. Um, so the first one for me was the ladder match that we put on at LPW for the main event, the first ever uh, LPW Grand Championship match between Michael Richard Blaze, Randy Myers, and uh, Travis Williams. It, it really was the conclusion of the first big story for us. Um, obviously, like Randy and MRV wrestled, and it was the first time I believe in like twelve years um, they main evented the first show we ever put on, and mm-hmm. that held a really special place to me. Always will, just because anybody who chose to be a part of that show, frankly, like I'm sure have a million messages in their inbox from first time promoters saying, Hey, can you come and be a part of this? That never happens or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. So that was huge for me. And then of course our main event of LPW two in March was MRB and Travis Williams. Travis again, chose to come out to a new promotion out from BC. We had only ever chatted a couple of times once for an interview. And then, you know, your couple times online. So he took a chance, came and been a part, came and was a part of that. Excuse me. Randy came in, he made the save in a really cool moment for all of us as part of LPW three or two, excuse me, Uh, him and MRB main evented in three. And then here we go, tying it all together. Not only with the history that these three guys have that are three incredible professional wrestlers that have prior history together, but all for the LPW grand championship in the first ladder match in the rec room cool mm-hmm. and it was so so unbelievable for me not only that um again not just those three anybody who's been a part of our show and i say it at every show 
chooses to support us and chooses to take a chance on love pro wrestling. Um, but for those three guys to really buy in as wholeheartedly as they did and to put on the match that they did, like that was a full shoot, man, like a 20 foot ladder, the highest kind of ladder that you could buy. <laughs> and we had it. And MRB said, yeah, we'll take that one. Mm-hmm. And that guy just murdered himself to become the first ever champ. He has always put himself on the line for me. So so has Randy. So has Travis. All in their own way, shape, and form. And uh, for them to be a part of that match and to put on such an incredible match in every aspect, um, I think was just really important to love pro wrestling as a whole. Mm-hmm. The uh, w- the first one that I'm going to mention, and it's uh, it was one that I was fortunate fortunate enough to see live. Um, it was for Winnipeg Pro Wrestling, the Canadian crusher AJ Sanchez versus Mars the Specialist. It was oh, the first time call. first time seeing Mars wrestle live. I'd seen him wrestle online. But the going into a match like that, I mean, obviously you kind of think you, you know, you're hip to what's gonna happen, you know, like you're like, hey, AJ's gonna win. You know that going into it. But for them to go into a match like that and have me biting on every near fall thinking that there's a chance that Mars is going to win this and I'm marking out every step of the way is a huge testament to those two and their ability to put on a match like that. AJ yeah. has been, you know, just running through the whoever Winnipeg Pro has been beating, bringing in, you know, and he's put on fantastic matches with all of them, with Mo Jabari, with Cody Lane, and then also with Mars the Specialist. I mean, what a fantastic piece of work those two did. I cannot say enough great things about it. And even just in the names you mentioned there, like what different pro wrestlers, right? Which mm-hmm. I think just, again, speaks to AJ. I think he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed watching him wrestle. Um, and to go up against not just those three individuals, obviously, but like you you just look at them and we've all watched them wrestle, right? So they're three very different stylistically uh, professional wrestlers. To go out there and have great matches with each of them is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like I have so much time for Mars the Specialist. I really, really do. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that he made your list because he should be making a lot of lists and a lot more lists over 2023, I think. He was definitely someone that I think had an incredible year, you know, and like, like I mentioned with TJ, he really put himself out there going across, you know, Western Canada, working for these different promotions, getting his name out there. And he's so young, he's got so much room to grow. And it's like, just thinking in five years time where he could be, it's, it, it blows my mind. Just the thought of that. Oh, and for the both of them, you know, it's, it's. In, in the relative grand scheme of things in an industry where you got people who do this for 30, 40, 50 years actively inside the ring for both of those guys to be within, you know, a couple of years apiece into their training and be as good as they are already is, is in the most literal sense of the word, unbelievable. It is hard to believe, mm-hmm. you know, for now you had mentioned you had two and I had to ask your second one. Now, what did you have of up course. There as well? Um, LPW sevens main event, Gigi Ray versus Zoe Sager. Um, that for me was just a very, very cool experience as a whole. Um, Edmonton just came out and Mill Woods, like specifically, obviously Mill Woods, um, just came out. It was the first like real, real packed event that we've ever had. First like sellout before the doors open, uh, event we've ever had. Obviously the history that Gigi and Zoe have had over the last 
really four years because they they were both wrestling prior to the pandemic. The first match the Gigi ever had was with Zoe. The first championship the Gigi ever won was from Zoe. Um, it, it's pretty incredible not only to be able to tie stuff like that in, um, have just with the audience that we have, um, a lot of people who knew the history, a lot of buy-in as far as that goes to have Millwoods. You know, I mentioned earlier, I really love me a partisan crowd. They mm-hmm. came out in full support for GG Ray. It was really incredible, the environment that the rec room had. Um, and then those two just went out there and I think had one of the best matches, not just not just in Western Canada, but like one of the best matches that you will have the opportunity to watch on mm-hmm. the independence this year. I, I have no issue saying that about a lot of matches that we've put on. I really don't. I, I'm very confident in the product that we've got and the people that we've got as a part of it. Um, but for all of the extra pieces to that extra match or, or that insane match, um, it was very, very cool for me mm-hmm. to to be able to have that happen for us and to be able to watch that because those two tore it up. I really believe they're two of the most talented wrestlers out there. To see but- everything. Say that about a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> to see everything come together for that match and then what those two put out there, I mean, it was a huge testament to the work they put into it, the crowd, the atmosphere, and just the overall, what's the word I'm looking for? I want to say experience, but I mean, it was professional wrestling at its finest. I was just going to say, like, it's, it's. I don't know what else you could call it, like an X factor to it. Like, it was just, it, it was... It was a very cool conclusion to a very cool event. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, I just loved it. (laughs) The, uh, for my second one. um, Now, if I ever had a Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast Hall of Fame, two of these people would be the first inductees because I have loved every single thing they've done from the moment I first saw one of them wrestle a singles match. They were a team that I got to see wrestle when I went out to Alberta and went to an RCW show. Um, They put on an absolute banger against Heavy Metal and Draco. But the other match I have on this list is State of Emergency against Reloaded, the no-holds-barred match from NEW. Yeah, it is unbelievably good. It is up on YouTube, and the rivalry those two teams have had wrestling all throughout the Pacific Northwest the match as a whole, seeing Tara take the light tube to the head and just, it was, yeah, it blew my mind. There was blood, there was weapons, there was unbelievable high-flying moves. I mean, you have the powerhouse with Stefan, or not Stefan, Sebastian Wolf. Um, You have the high-flying from Miles DeVille and then reloaded, you have two of the top young wrestlers in wrestling today with that team incredible work it, it's it's just really unbelievable and again we talk about the accessibility of a product earlier um having the ability to see their history on youtube to go back and watch every match they've had to know what goes into this history um and then the match itself like again it's just professional wrestling at its finest i mm-hmm. really believe that i really really do I could watch those two teams wrestle back and forth nonstop. I mean, just the storytelling they've been able to do has just been phenomenal. Yeah, I I agree. I really do. And I mean, since I I don't want to, you know, leave them out to, since I mentioned a state of emergency by name, I mean, uh, Jackie Lee and Sharif Morrow. So just so (laughs) I'm playing it 
So you can get all of the follows on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. I think maybe one of them might follow me, but so, you know. Hey, I'm saying throw them all to follow. Supporting Canadian pro wrestling in any way you can, whether it's it's following, whether it's buying merch. It's so easy to do. Yeah. I mean, I just, I have all the time in the world for those two teams. They put put on some fantastic matches that the NEW one was just the icing on the cake. And I would, I would recommend it to anyone. Go out. It's up on YouTube. Give it a watch. Yeah. Yep. It's great what the Pacific Northwest is putting out, man. Mm-hmm. It really is. You can look anywhere and the accessibility, the quality, and just the quality of the professional wrestling, as dumb as it sounds to say, but like at its core, everything great here is happening because it's so chock full of great professional wrestlers, mm-hmm. right? People tune in and they want to see more. Mm-hmm. There, There's a market for it. And I'm very excited for everything that BC's done, what Alberta's done what Winnipeg is really putting uh they're ma- starting to make their mark. And I know that, or I shouldn't say Winnipeg, I'll say Manitoba, but um, Saskatchewan, I know that there, there can be some really big things coming from there too. And I'm really excited to see for them to really just take it to the next level as well. You and I both, I really do think that there were great things that were accomplished in 2022, but mm-hmm. next year is just going to be an entire blow up for Canada. Mm-hmm. I really strongly believe that. Um, you look at what the promotions are doing right now. I know that everybody's hungry to step everything up professionally as far as 2023 goes. Um, it's just a cool time to be a pro wrestling fan in, in the Pacific Northwest. Even just you look at the major promotions, quote unquote, all elite wrestling is coming as West as Winnipeg right now, mm-hmm. right? They're already successfully doing their events in Toronto or ran their event in Toronto, I guess. Um, for real, 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 real quick, quick ticket sales. I can tell you, I was in the Ticketmaster queue. Uh, <laughs> Raw had one of its highest sales as far as the year goes for their event in Edmonton. So mm-hmm. people notice, people are noticing what's going on up here. They know that there's a market for professional wrestling in, uh, in Canada. They really do, and it's it's cool to be a part of it. Hey, I've got my tickets for Dynamite. I'm very I'm fortunate. so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm already planning on what signs I'm going to bring. You know, if you see a sign, Sean Moore sign, that's mine. So it's, uh, it's one that, of those things. Oh, my God. He's so good. He's incredible. So I'm already like... Uh, in my like spare time, I'll just sit there like at work and I'm thinking like if I have something monotonous to do, I start thinking, I was like, man, what kind of matches can we see for dark? And I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, how about Dante Martin versus Sean Moore? That'd be a good one for dark. So let's do that. And exactly. Just, yeah, like You I'm can throw great. anybody in there. Yeah, Even I'm again, great. talk like Gigi Ray was on uh, AEW Dark tonight. Mm-hmm. Like at time of recording, I suppose. So it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, you know, when you're listening to this, just go back two weeks ago and you will see the episode, but <laughs> I'm just, I'm bringing everyone from Western Canada to Winnipeg to work the dark tapings. So it's perfect. Uh, yeah. That's what it I'm works for me. With. I'll come too. <laughs> we need a guest ring announcer. I'm in. Hell yeah. <laughs> Spencer, or, I know. or if you just need someone to sit in the stands with you, I'm in. <laughs> you, you might as well. I mean, the more the merrier Winnipeg will show you a good time and we'll have a lot of fun with it. Fun fact, Manitoba is the only province I haven't visited before. Well, I, I've got an extra ticket for the upcoming WPW show. So make your way out here. You can come give it a watch and we'll have some fun. Twist my rubber arm, hey? 
Spencer, what do you got coming up? Uh, where can people find you? Give me all of that stuff. I know that Love Pro doesn't have another show till January, but what what's what's on the uh, what's on the agenda? Well, if you want to follow me, I'm pretty easy. I am only on Twitter. It is at Spenny Love. I'm on Instagram, but to be honest with you, I'm I'm not entertaining. I put up <laughs> a picture every like month on my personal one, and it's it's usually just me taking a bad selfie. I'm realizing how old I I, I really am getting from how bad my <laughs> selfie game is. Um, so follow me on Twitter. It's Spenny Love. If you want to follow everything that Love Wrestling is up to, whether it's our pro wrestling, whether it's our content creation, anything in between, you can follow us whether podcasts are played, videos are viewed, our excellent content is created from excellent people at Love Wrestling CA. Love Pro Wrestling returns on January 27th to the Rec Room South Edmonton Common. Our event Hopefully, by the time that this podcast is released, we'll have our posters out, all of that sort of stuff. But it's the Christmas it, it's the Christmas season. I don't want to bug anybody with graphics or <laughs> with me having to do anything <laughs> or anything in between. So we might be waiting a little bit on that by this point. So stay tuned to those previously mentioned social media channels. Uh, but if you want, tickets are currently available on Eventbrite. We will sell out. If you want to check it out, get your tickets early. They make a great Christmas present. We've also got season tickets available for our upcoming 11 events at the Rec Room South Common. I, think <sighs> I do my best Excalibur, and I don't know how to do it because like, I talk slow and I'm out of breath after that. <laughs> The uh, I should say the season ticket idea is a fantastic idea. I love it. I think so too. I really do. Even for me, it's just like it's nice to have something to look forward to every month without. Mm-hmm. And I use the word stress with my air quotes very heavily around it. Mm-hmm. Without the without the stress of like having to buy tickets every month yeah. or having to go through the process, you just got them. It saves you some money in the long run too. I think you're saving like twenty five to thirty percent depending on which option you purchase mm-hmm. uh, off of the face value ticket costs, and and you make sure you're checking out some great pro wrestling every month. Like I've yeah. said before, and I'll say again. Confident as hell, we do uh, some pretty cool things every you, month at the rack room. You do with everything Love Pro's been doing, the Love Wrestling CA. I mean, some incredible creators, some content creators there. The community as a whole is fantastic. It's, I know the Discord has been very enjoyable from the uh, the conversations I've had up on there. So it's a it's a nice community, and it's a, it's really great watching everything that they've been able to do. I appreciate that. And you're bang on whatever side of it you're looking at. I think we've got great people involved in the promotion. I think we've got great people involved on the content end of things. And and I think we've got a great community. And I really do think that that's what professional wrestling is all about. You know, I went to my first professional wrestling show quite literally by myself because I didn't even want to bring up to people that I was going to a show. Mm-hmm. I, I knew the reputation, yada, 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 whatever stigmas I had prior to going out to a show. Uh, so I went by myself and just genuinely the community around you, like there are people who are at that show that are still coming out to shows today that I'm happy to see at every event, whether it's us, whether it's anyone else. Um, it's just cool. The community professional wrestling has, and I'm I'm really, really proud of the one that love wrestling specifically has, mm-hmm. whether online or anything in between. It's It's great. Spencer. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic 2023 and I'm very excited to see what you have up your sleeve for it same to you and hopefully sooner rather than later whether it's in winnipeg whether it's out here whether we meet in saskatchewan whatever it might be one of these days we're going to grab a beer and watch some pro wrestling uh somewhere other than in the discord chat or anywhere (laughs) like that (laughs) I, i look forward to it very much thank you so much spencer 
Hey, the thanks is all mine, man. Best of wishes to you and your fam. Thank you for continuing to do this and like supporting independent wrestling. I'm I'm a fan of you as a person. I'm a fan of the podcast. I like listening in. You got some good stories out of it. <laughs> Thank you so much to Spencer for joining me on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. Definitely shoot him a follow on social media. If you're out in Alberta or if you're planning to make your way there, go check out a Love Wrestling show. They put on some fantastic cards, as you were able to hear earlier on the podcast. So definitely show some support. Thank you to Spencer, and thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter, at GreenmakerPod, up on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, email GreenmakerPodcast at gmail.com, and I've got t-shirts available, 25 bucks a piece. You can ring in the new year looking very stylish in a Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast t-shirt. Or you can go up on whatamaneuver.net, search Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, and grab a shirt off of there. But either way, if you grab one from me, it's probably cheaper than getting it off the website. So I'm just trying to save you a few bucks. So thank you very much for checking out the podcast. Thank you for all the support in the year 2022. I'm looking forward to 2023 having more episodes, more guests, all that fun stuff. Thanks again. We'll talk soon.